0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode number 333 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back on your earbuds again this week. And by the way, I really hope you loved the episode where I did a teardown of the first two chapters of Why Men Love Bitches. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it's the episode right above this. So it's 332 and whatever podcast player that you're listening on. I would love to do more episodes like that because it's super, super fun. However, those episodes do take a little bit more time because, you know, obviously I have to read the book um, or reread the book in some cases and kind of, you know, put my thoughts together and outline it and all that kind of stuff. So if you are interested in more episodes like that, either with Why Men Love Bitches or other books that either have been really helpful, or you've read and you're like, huh, really, that's supposed to work? Uh, let me know. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts and any suggestions you might have. You can send me a DM at Veronica E. Grant on Instagram, or you can send me an email at support at Veronica Grant.com, And I just would really appreciate it. Okay, so let's get straight to today's episode. I really like this conversation that I had with Angelina. So Angelina is frustrated because she doesn't really have great examples of the kind of relationship that she wants, um, both within her life, but then also within the people or within you know the community that she is in. So there's not really been healthy relationships within her family or friends or within her own life that she can use as a role model or a blueprint to then have her own healthy relationships. Relationship. And I really love this conversation because we cover a lot of ground when it comes to mindset practices when you actually are dating. So, this isn't a coaching call where we get into a bunch of inner child work. Although, of course, if I was working with Angelina, I would definitely start with inner child work because probably some of the mindset you know, I should say limitations, beliefs that were coming up for her probably do have some uh, roots in inner child wounding and core wounding as, you know, most of ours do. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to say one thing that this is a really great example of the kind of coaching that I do with clients more on the latter half of our time together. So I work with clients in a four to six month time range. And we almost always start with inner child work probably not a big surprise. That's why most clients want to work with me because I do that kind of work as it relates to dating and relationships, because I do believe that we are playing out old core wounds in romantic relationships until we look at them and address them and heal them. However, sometimes clients get a little bit too stuck in wanting to heal core wounds. And while yes, if you really wanted to, you could always find another wound to heal or another layer to go or whatever. But I don't necessarily think that is the healthiest way to go about it. Because we're not doing this work just to do inner child work for the fun of it. Uh, You do this work so that you can find the and be in the healthy, long term loving relationship that you want. And so the balance with doing inner work is that you also have to do the outer work. And for some of my clients, I'm like, okay, yes, of course, you probably have something else to heal, but also we've been doing this for a while, so it's time to, you know, (laughs) get out of the house a little bit and see what happens. Because what happened or what may happen is you might surprise yourself or you might get really specific things that you see that you need to work on, right? Like if you go on a date or a few dates with someone, you might have some difficult beliefs come up or some difficult emotions or some patterns that you find yourself wanting to play out. And then you can come back home and do the inner child work, but it's more targeted towards what specifically has just happened in your love life. Um, My guess, again, I don't have Angelina as a long-term client, but my guess, this is really what is going on or what inspired the question that she's asked me today. And then at the same time, you can't just do the mindset work, because again, I do think that a lot of these kind of limiting beliefs and other fears and stuff, they don't just necessarily come out of nowhere. They were probably grown and cultivated over a long period of time originating from Family of Origin, and of course, also Society, which we talk a little bit about today. So I just want to share this with you because it just shows a next layer of the coaching that I do with clients. Like, yes, inner work is incredibly important, but also we just have to see what's going on when you actually date and when you actually meet people. What are the beliefs that are coming up? And then what can we do to actually shift those beliefs, reframe those beliefs so that they don't become a self-fulfilling prophecy? Because I find that's actually what happens a lot with clients is that they'll have these fears or these beliefs around this is how men are, this is how women are, this is how relationships are, this is how dating is, and then they almost make it come true. And I think the coaching conversation that I had with Angelina today is a really good example of how that can happen. So if you're interested in doing that kind of work with me, then I would love to chat. So all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching, fill out the form there, and then that will forward you to my calendar where you can schedule your intro call with me so we can meet and see if working together is the next right step for you. So I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of today's call. Um, But for now, I just want to get straight to the questions that I want you to consider as you're listening into my coaching call with Angelina. So number one, how do you keep the faith when you don't have examples of successful relationships in your life? Number two, do other people's beliefs or actions or opinions take up a lot of space in your head? And number three, do you only take actions in dating or seem interested in dating or will send the text or swipe right or whatever it is when you're almost certain that you won't get rejected? So it's like you're looking for certainty before you go out on a limb and show any kind of vulnerability. And then number four, are you clear on what is real versus what is going on in your head? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Angelina. Hi, Angelina. How can I
2: help today? What's your question? First of all, I just uh, want to warn you that English is not my first language. So okay. if I say something it's, it, which is not understandable, it's, uh, please, um, please don't... Uh, uh, don't worry. Yeah, no um, I, I, we're totally good here. So basically my question is um, how to actually manage to, to believe in when all of your past relationships are, were not successful and how you can actually believe that it's, it's possible when you when you don't have an example, when you don't have a role model, when you just and because when you don't believe it in, it's like really, really hard to, to put an effort and actually date an and actively um, and just and even when when you when you're in a relationship, it's sometimes it's it's. You know, it's hard to put an effort because you you just you just fear that the other person will not will take you for granted or just I don't know if, if I want if you understand. Yeah, you're making what I you're mean. making a
1: lot of sense. Okay, so let's break this down. So I want to start at the beginning because because there's there's two things here that I'm seeing, and there's I'm yes. sure there's other things, but from your question that you're asking, I see two big things. One is reframing how you look at past relationships because um, mm-hmm. right now I think you see them as. You said not successful, so that's basically a failure, right? And then also, it seems to me there's actually a little bit of element of self-trust here because you're talking about, you know, you put all this effort in and how do you know if it's going to be reciprocated or if there's going to be a payoff basically, right? Okay, so I'll just say something quickly about that. And then I want to go back to reframing past relationships. So what I will say about that is there's always going to be some risk right? When you're dating and looking for a partner, right? It's never going to be totally risk-free unless you just decide to stay at home and not date. But even that there's risk in that, because if that's not what you want, then that's going to catch up with you. Do you know what I mean? So there's always going to be some risk, but it's also not as risky as like, let me just try shooting this way and see where I land (laughs) or jumping this way and see where I land, right? Like there's this element of self-trust where you can begin to pick up on different You know, signs, signals, things like that, that can kind of get you to a place of like, I don't know, this might feel like love bombing, or actually this feels like that past relationship. And I can see how this can get enmeshed really quickly or whatever, you know what I mean? And so then you're like, I'm not going to try to, I'm not jumping here. We're going to go find another relationship to potentially jump into. So we can talk more Mm -hmm. about that in a moment, but I want to come back to the first part of your question, which is, it just, it just seems like there's just a lack of belief like none of your past relationships have worked out from your question I'm also inferring that you didn't come from a, a family of what you what you would call successful relationships does that feel true
2: you mean that my family wasn't uh um well, was said you didn't have any
1: examples
2: like yeah yeah this is what I mean yeah yeah okay 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 so um, a lot of divorced. I mean, sorry, sorry for interrupting you. Uh, a lot of divorced people around me, and even uh, even those who are married still or still together, they they are not in the best possible relationship. So uh, a person, someone like me, uh, starts to think that it's just not possible, or even a certain time in the relationships, things start to. Deteriorate in yeah.
1: some way. Yeah. 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 That okay. It's
2: natural to the love is um, gone over time and it's things like that.
1: But, okay. Well, you know. let me just say this one thing really quickly. By definition, no one has been in a quote unquote successful relationship until, you know, presumably they get married, right? Everyone's always like mm. all of their previous relationships have always ended. Mm. So, you're no different. You just haven't necessarily gotten to your ending, you know, how your story unfolds. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. But let's look at past relationships. So we don't have to go through all of them one by one, but what I want you to do is just look back on them and what were the reasons in your mind that they weren't successful? Now I know they ended, right? So we can certainly use that as a benchmark, but what are the other reasons why those relationships were quote unquote not successful? Well,
2: uh, in one of the relationships, I, I just felt that the person wasn't right for me. Like, basically, we were not compatible on, uh, on many subjects.
1: Okay, so you weren't compatible. You felt like he wasn't right for you, and so then you broke up with him, correct? Yes. Why, yes. Is, that, why is that not successful?
0: Hmm.
2: I don't know. Maybe you think that somehow it's your fault that you chose this person. Okay,
1: there you go. So that is the part that I want you to reframe because you could look at it as like, yeah, you know, I picked this person. I picked the wrong person. The relationship ended. What a failure, right? You could, you could totally tell yourself that story or we can use the same set of facts. So this person and I started dating, right? So presumably you picked this person and then you started dating and you realized that you were incompatible. In a lot of ways. And so you ended the relationship, right? Those are the facts. Those are what th- that's what happened. You can prove that in a court of law. Like it's, it's like definite, right? There's no debating of those facts. Correct. Okay. So again, you can go your definition or, or you can make it what it means on your end. Like, oh yeah, I picked the wrong person. You know, I can't make anything work, blah, 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 blah. And you can see how that belief or story can support you or not in your love life, or you can look at it and like, oh, wow, like I was dating this person. I decided to give it a go. I realized that this person wasn't the right person for me. And so I made the self-honoring choice of leaving, even though I could have tried to make it work. I just, for the sake of being in a relationship, I just felt like it wasn't the right fit for me. Wow. How self-honoring was that? And now I even got more clarity on what I want or don't want in my next relationship. Can you feel the difference?
2: Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah.
1: So if you're in the first camp, how do you think that might impact your love life? Versus if you're in the second camp, how do you think that might impact your love life?
2: So it was, um, the first one was...
1: um, The first one was was like, what was me? I don't have any successful relationships. yeah, Yeah. I can't make anything work. I mean, just feel that energy. Like you can even close your eyes if you want and just take a couple breaths and feel what it feels like to just kind of be in that headspace. Like it just feels heavy. It just feels like, oh, I can't make anything right. And this kind of gets into the second part that I mentioned way, way, way back at the beginning of our episode or not I guess episode, but our conversation um, in that It makes it really hard to trust yourself. If you're like, well, I suck at everything. I can't make a good decision. I can't make a good choice. I can't pick them well. Then that absolutely makes it harder to trust yourself. Can you see that? It would be like me sitting on your shoulder being like, really that guy? Seriously. I don't know. You messed up last time. You might mess it up again. Like imagine trying to, to date like that with, with me sitting on your shoulder, talking in your ear like that, it would make you go crazy, but my guess is that the voices in your head because of how what you're making these past relationships ending mean that's probably somewhat close to what it actually sounds like. does that make sense? yeah, yeah okay yeah,
2: and I feel also that energy is very is very important the energy that the energy with, uh, which you are dating like is it a positive one, is it a negative one? because when you go on um, uh, some dating app and you just all uh, all the time almost all the time see all this negative energy people say i don't want that i don't want that and you, you you could see that they they actually indirectly mention their past relationship and their fears actually and with that they want to attract something new and different exactly and
1: because of that they they couldn't do it exactly Exactly. Your energy matters. Your energy is important when it comes to, to dating. And, you know, an energy is kind of like, it's kind of a catch all phrase the way I the way I define it. I mean, it can be as woo as you want it to be. But like the way I define it is your energy is just the culmination of your actions, beliefs and choices. Right. And so if you believe that you suck or all your past relationships are failures, then that's going to drag your energy down versus if you're like yeah these relationships they weren't the right ones for me but I made the self-honoring choices to leave or maybe sometimes they broke up with you or it just ended in catastrophe or whatever even so you still have the opportunity to learn something what did you learn about yourself what did you learn about what you want what you don't want what your core wounds are so you know what kind of stuff you need to heal and work on that's all incredibly valuable information so Let's just take a pause here and kind of tell me where you're at when you look at your past relationships and then where you are now and wanting to meet people. Do you feel a little bit more hopeful, 10% more hopeful? Tell tell me what you're feeling. I actually feel that
2: meeting people and dating and actually uh, being having been in relationships uh, helped me a lot to, to understand uh, what I want and what I don't want but the problem is that a lot of th- uh, a lot of times people I don't know if it's a, if it's me that I do that but a lot of people are uh, just uh, for a certain uh, pattern and they just uh, choose over and over the the wrong people like they I mean, they have the experience, they um, seemingly know what, what they want and what they want. And it's very difficult sometimes to consciously make a decision and do something to say, well, I, I just really want something completely different and not to choose uh, the same thing, maybe another person, but the same, the same when you say, emotional, when available when people. You say,
1: when you say they, as in like they choose the same, who are you talking about? Are you talking about yourself?
2: Yeah, so- somehow. Yeah, but but also examples around, around me mostly.
1: Okay, so let's not worry about other people, what they're doing, because that's their own business. Okay. We can't control that, change that. That's, that's up to them and whether or not they want to you know, okay. heal okay. that. Right? So like, stay in your own lane. Let other people figure out what they're going to choose to figure out or not. Do you find yourself Picking the same kinds of people all the time.
2: Mm, it's hard to say, but but I I found similarities between the people like I, I choose. But recently, I I, um, I actually realized something about myself that I um, actually, um, which I think is very healthy, by the way. I picked actually the people who actually invest in me and um i'm more interested in myself actually as as person even like uh if if um i don't know if if there's someone with superficial interest like i i don't i'm not interested like yeah i mean i think that's
1: great like obviously
2: picking people if who- if, it, if it, and also and it's not about also also superficial interest but it's also um if he's some kind of emotionally unavailable doesn't know what he wants or something like that uh which a lot of women complain about that i'm i feel um i'm i'm
1: just i just lose interest like very quickly like that's great that's great so then what's the problem here is there a problem <laughs> uh, it's it's not a problem but for the frustration whatever you
2: I mean, it's the frustration and the feel that it's very difficult. That a lot of people—I'm not gonna say about people, but just just feeling that you dating is hard, and you have to it's just hard to meet the the right person. It's kind of uh, because of luck that some people meet the right person or something like that, which I kind of don't believe it because I've actually achieved quite a lot uh, since now. In my personal development, and I think get, I actually think I'm on the the right uh, on the right path. Uh, but I just sometimes I just feel like a little bit frustrated when I I don't know. I just someone who, someone who disappears, someone for example who has an interest uh, uh, who is interested in me, and then he disappears, and then I also lose interest. But I feel kind of frustrated as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no like magical formula that can help you to not feel frustrated when it's a frustrating situation. Right. Yeah. No, but part of so, so, you know, but what? No, it's what are you going to say? I said everything. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, again, like the more you kind of learn, you know, the more you strengthen your self trust, the more you strengthen your intuition. Then I think the better you can pick up on disingenuous or even love bombing kind of behavior um, or other kind of behavior that is very easy to turn a 180 on, but it's not foolproof. Again, like I said, at the top of the episode, like nothing is, nothing is risk-free again, unless you choose not to date, but again, that carries risk as well, because if that's not what you want, you're going to start feeling some, probably some difficult emotions um, about that at some point or another. You know, people people will ghost, people will lose interest, people will get distracted by other people that they meet out or on the apps or whatever. And I do think you can use some discernment to tr- do your best to pick people who do seem to be really genuine about wanting a long-term relationship, but again, like you're just you're just signing up for the risk that there that there is. And so you can feel frustrated, like you can, you know, write an anger letter, not that you're sending this to this person, you can do some yelling or screaming sessions, these are things I always have my clients do, but then you just move on. The, the issue is not so much that you feel frustrated, the issue is that when it starts to bump up against what you're capable of or what you're worthy of, that's when rejection starts to become a bigger problem. Does that make sense?
2: Mm. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, if you feel like you're on the right path, then I believe that. I trust that. And if there's people around you that are either choosing or not even choosing, but have to stay, you know, um, or at least feel like they have to stay in, you know, a relationship that you wouldn't necessarily want to be in, or there's people around you that are divorced or breaking up or whatever, let them have their experience. Just because they're having that experience, that they're in their lane. And so let them be in, in, in their lane. Don't let their energy come into your lane. And again, energy is this the culmination of their actions, beliefs, choices. So like if they're telling you things like, oh, relationships suck, or I'm just exaggerating, but you know what I mean. If they're saying that kind of stuff to you, or it's just simply like something that they're doing or not doing is kind of making you feel something do your best to set up your energetic wall. Like imagine like you just have your lane going down the highway and you have like these energetic boundaries so that no one else's stuff can get into your stuff. And you're just focusing because it seems like to me that you're in a pretty good place. And so you just got to keep it clear of other people's stuff. And just because you haven't experienced either a healthy or the relationship that you want before, or just because you haven't seen it in your life, whether it's because of friends or family that haven't been in a relationship that you would like to emulate. That's okay. A lot of people are like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I always like to think of um, Prince Harry and Megan. They have a, what I can tell a beautiful relationship, but there's a lot of divorce in the Royal family. So I don't know what kind of examples Mm -hmm. he had. He's doing fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just stay in your lane. Keep doing your work, your inner work. And we can't control timing. We can't control when it's going to happen. And that just has to be trust. Trusting in yourself, God, universe, divine, whatever, you know, your belief practice is. Does that help? Yeah,
2: yeah, it helps.
1: But it's kind of
2: also, it's kind of strange because a lot of people around me, they're just basically saying that, you have less choice with, with the age, because right? so women. Which I think is kind of, I don't I accept less that choice.
1: Like, you have less choice with what? The age. Um.
2: So basically, mean? the older the older you you get, the less choice you have with women because of.
1: Okay, so based on what I just told you. you me, this is a good yeah. example. Based on what I just told you. Yeah. With, with the energetic boundaries and the highway. And staying in your lane, what would I tell you? You know this. That this is their negative energy and you have to. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it negative energy. I don't really believe in like that kind of stuff, but it's just, it's just their belief. And so it's their energy. Yeah. And so just give their energy back to them. Your energy is good and for you. Other people.
0: In the market for investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry. Rebag is the answer.
1: Flushcare.com slash weight loss. Energy is good for them. And so the fa- so um, because
2: it's, it's brief, it doesn't mean it's the reality.
1: No, I mean. Okay. If you wonder like, okay, is it the reality? Look for proof. Mm-hmm. People of all ages meet their partners. Mm-hmm. And yeah I know that their belief is probably just look is it true that there's a stereotype of like fifty 60 something year old men going after like 30 40 something year old women of course mm-hmm. right of course yes is it true that there's a um uh oh shoot what's the word um oh double standard, yeah. <laughs> like, double standard <laughs> think of that yes. word is it true that there's yeah. a double standard that? You know, men become finer as they get older, whereas women, you know, leave their best days behind. Sure. But it's not, Mm. it's not universal truth. These are just stereotypes. And yeah, we do live in a society that favors some of those things, but it's not the end all be all. Mm. You know, so you can say, okay, that's your experience. I mean, this person, this person's saying that because probably it comes from a place of pain because they probably have experienced some of the you know, the not so flattering parts of that, like they've experienced that. So sure. It happens. I'm not asking you to like stick your head in the sand and like, just be like, la, la, la. I can't hear you. This isn't happening. Um, And recognize, yeah, it happens. It sucks. It's frustrating, infuriating. And also it doesn't necessarily have to be my reality. And you can make it your reality by taking it on. And then, you start to believe, oh, well, you have to settle for less because you're getting older. And then you do start settling for less. And then it's not a great relationship. It just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So just give their energy. Remember, energy is actions, beliefs, choices. That's someone else's belief. Just give their energy back to them. It's not good or bad. It's just energy. Energy is neutral. It's like the energy that turns on your light. There's something good or or bad about it. It's just energy that turns the light on. So your energy... Mm. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. It's a culmination of actions, these choices. Same with other people. So I don't want you to think of like good vibes only or good energy or bad. I don't want you to think that because that kind of can get to slippery slope. It's just someone else's energy and it belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. It was it was great to
1: to chat with you, and uh, I hope that my contribution was was valuable also. Of course, of course. Well, thank you for being Mm -hmm. here. I appreciate it. I know a lot of women will be able to relate. And um, yeah, I just can't thank you enough. Yeah,
2: thank you very much as well.
1: If you like what you hear in these kinds of episodes, imagine what we could do if it was just you and me working together over many months. Listen, I know what it's like to feel stuck and hopeless in your love life. I remember throwing everything in my love life in the hopes that something will stick and I'd finally catch a break. It wasn't until I stopped changing up my profile for the millionth time or telling myself that next time will be different for the millionth time that things actually start to shift for me. In order to find deep love, you've got to do the deep work. And through my own experience of crappy dating, helping hundreds of women before you and my expertise in inner child work, I can help you make the inner shifts you need to get the outer shifts you want. When you work with me, we dig into your past relationships, your childhood, and deep-rooted beliefs so we can unravel your relationship patterns and get you into the deep love you want to be in. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and haven't figured it out yet or you're newer in the personal growth space. What matters is that you're done with being where you are now and you're ready to invest time, money, and energy into dramatically upleveling your love life. If that sounds like what you want, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can see if one-on-one coaching is right for you. I've got limited spots available, so please don't put this off if this is something that you want this year. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule your call. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Talk soon. And in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much, Angelina, for coming onto the show. I appreciate your courage, your vulnerability, and of course, your question. If you would like to come onto the show to be coached by me, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and there you'll see a link that says something along the lines of, want to be coached by me on the show, something like that. Click the link, that will take you to a Google form, and once you submit the Google form, it'll either add you to the wait list, or if I'm currently accepting calls to, to make these episodes, it'll forward you to my calendar. If you're on the wait list, then my assistant Jessica will email you when slots become available. Okay, so I explained a lot of things to Angelina during the coaching call today. So I'm not going to recap too much of today's episode. What I do want to do is just cover four main things that I want you to walk away with that are super important to have a healthy mindset in dating. And what I mean by a healthy mindset, because I really I really struggle to use words like mindset because, I don't know, I think it's associated with like high vibe, bad vibe, or low vibe. And that's not really the dichotomy that I want you to be thinking of your thoughts or your mindset as in. Um, Also, I struggle to use the word healthy because again, I think that can easily get uh, misinterpreted as good, bad, high vibe, low vibe. So just for a lack of a better phrase, when I mean by healthy mindset, I just mean like you're in a mindset where you're dating where you are less likely to get completely burned out or jaded. So when you're not doing these things that we're going to talk about, then you're more likely to Get really frustrated with other people or get frustrated with the whole dating thing in general or just feel really burned out or exhausted. And even if you do all of these mindset things that I'm gonna talk about in a second perfectly, which no one will, but let's just say hypothetically, you could do it perfectly, sometimes you still might need a break or you might get burned out and that's okay. So I'm not saying like if you do get burned out or if you do get frustrated that you're doing something wrong. I mean, you are human and you can only take so much, you can only accept so much and you're, and you know you're human. That's all I can say. You, just, you Sometimes you just need a break. Okay, so the first thing that I think is really important to look at is getting out of this mindset of looking at relationships as successes or failures based on how long they were or whether or not that relationship is still continuing. I think it's actually like a pretty complicated question if you were to ask yourself really what makes a relationship a success versus a failure. In my personal opinion, there really is no such thing as failures. I mean, of course, everyone can look at it through their own lens in whatever way that resonates for you. But I just don't think that's a super helpful way to look at it. Because I mean, sure, you could say a relationship that ends is a quote unquote failure. But I just don't think that's really true. Because I think all relationships, whether they are a one night stand or a 30 plus year marriage or anything in between has something that you you can learn that that is something there to teach you. And I think that can be invaluable if you take the time to learn that lesson. Now, obviously, there might be lots of lessons or big lessons if we're talking about like a five, 10, 20, 30 year relationship. Maybe some smaller lessons if we're talking about a one night stand or a fling or whatever. But still, there's some opportunity there to grow. I think you can also even look at it from a spiritual perspective of like, okay, why did my soul need to, you know, to need to cross paths with this other soul? What did we need to learn in order to grow to become? You know, I mean, you could just look at it from that perspective, if that resonates with you. It might, it might not, doesn't matter. But I I think regardless of how woo you want to look at it, I think that you can still, okay, think about it like, what do I need to learn? Or what can I learn from this experience? The second thing that I want to talk about, and this kind of goes along with relationships being, you know, quote unquote, successes or failures is the issue of trust. Because if you do look at past relationships as failures, then you're gonna have a really hard time trusting yourself because you might look at your own actions that you took like, oh, that was good. That was bad. That was right. That was wrong. Shouldn't have trusted that shouldn't have done this. Da, 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 da. And I, you know, this is what I said to Angelina, but that's just a really hard place to build any kind of self trust on. I want you to look at your past actions or behaviors or feelings or beliefs or whatever it is as you doing the best you could at the time with the tools and knowledge that you have. I really do believe that to be true. And this is something that I really do invite you to adopt. I'm very open on the podcast that not everything I say needs to resonate with you or that you need to agree with 100% or believe in, etc. It is something that I encourage you to invite the idea of because I do think that this will help so much. Just think about how exhausting it is to have someone else in your life criticize you for or critique you for everything that you do. You might have a friend that has done this or is doing this now. You might have a parent that did this. I gave Angelina, the example of what if I was sitting on your shoulder talking in your ear saying, really, you're going to do that? Well, that's dumb. Well, last time you did this. Da, 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 da. That's just so exhausting. And so if you're also talking to yourself in that way, and especially comparing your current behavior or current beliefs with something that you did or didn't do in the past, you are going to get burned out from dating and relationships so quickly, it's not even funny. And so- I don't care what happened in previous relationships or dating experiences. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you didn't do or whatever it is. I want you to believe and to trust that you were doing the best you could with the tools and resources that you had then. And now you have more tools and resources. So you can do something different, right? And then look at that previous version of yourself with just so, so much compassion. Like, oh, wow, she didn't know what I know now. Like, look at her. She's just trying to be loved. She's just trying to feel safe and secure. She's just trying to feel like she belongs. And so she's going to take these actions, which yes, in hindsight, of course, you can see the writing on the wall. But in present time, you knew that wasn't the case. And she wasn't trying to sabotage you or screw you over. She was just trying to, you know, be a human and find some semblance of love, safety or belonging, which are three core requirements that I've talked a lot about on the show that we all need to feel and that we will all do anything we possibly can to feel those things. And this is where most of our patterning comes from, because sometimes the ways in which we learned to do those things are not like in our best of interests, And this is like where inner child work comes in and where we do like all the core wounding, uh, healing, and all that kind of stuff, because then you just learn healthier ways to feel, love, safety, and belonging, et cetera. Okay, I went a little bit more on a tangent than I meant to on that piece, um, but I really do want you to trust that you were doing the best you could at the time because then you can translate that to present time. Like, okay, yeah, I might make a quote unquote mistake right now or this relationship may not go where I was wanting it to go, where I intended it to go. That's okay, I can deal with that, I can survive, which is also true, right? And so can you see how when you have that kind of mindset, it'll be so much easier to, Take risks and be vulnerable and try something new and maybe go on a date with someone that you wouldn't normally go on a date with or end a relationship or set a boundary that you wouldn't normally have done in the past because, again, there was that part of you that was like, oh, but I just need to be loved or I just need to feel safe and secure or whatever it is. Okay, the third mindset piece that is so important that you carry with you, that you adopt when you're dating is getting other people's energy out of your space. Now, again, you can think of energy as woo as you want to. And if that resonates, that's great. I think of energy as other people's actions, beliefs, and choices. And when either they try to put that onto you or you allow that to be put onto you, that shit is exhausting. It is so exhausting. And I also find that the more I do my own inner work, the lower my tolerance is for other people's ABCs. I don't have patience for it. I literally have, you know, zero fucks to give. Like I just, I cannot deal with it, right? And so if you find that other people's, you know, ABCs or energy, whatever is getting less and less tolerable. As you do this work, as you listen to my podcast, if maybe you've coached with me or done my programs, that's a good thing. That means that you are getting more in tune with your own needs, your own energy, your own boundaries, all those things and other people's kind of BS, you just have less and less tolerance for. And again, I think I do think that is a good thing. Now, I want to be clear, and I said this to Angelina and I want to say it again. I don't want you to think of it as good and bad energy. It's not like I want you to let other people's good energy come into your space and get out other people's bad energy. I don't believe in good and bad energy, I or high vibe or low vibe. Like I don't buy any of that stuff. I think that gets into gaslighty law of attraction nonsense. I don't need to go into that now because I've talked about that a lot on the show. We can put some links to episodes in the show notes so you can get familiar, if you're like, I haven't listened to that yet, and I want to hear more about what she has to say, then great. Go to those episodes. Again, I'll put those in the show notes. What I just want you to get for now is that energy is neutral. Energy is energy. I think I used the example of the energy that turns on the light right? Or the energy that starts a car, right? Like it's not good or bad. It's just, it's energy. And you and when you put it from one place and you get it to another place, like it does something that you want it to do, right? Now the th- action that can be taken is either a good or a bad thing, right? But like the energy itself is neutral. And I think this is really important because when we're talking about, if you were to be talking about good or bad energy or high or low vibe, how are we actually defining that? And again, I think this is where it can get really toxic and kind of gaslighty because I think a lot of people might say, oh, well, anger is bad energy or low vibe or whatever. But I don't think that's true. Anger is a human emotion and you need to feel anger if someone's pissed you off or if you've been wronged in some way, feeling anger would be a very normal thing to do. And to try to suppress that in yourself or in someone else, is just not really going to be super helpful. I mean, that's just like a very like... <laughs> um, vague way to describe it, but that's really the the gist. So other people's energy is just other people's energy. It's not good energy. it's not bad energy. But I do think that it is important to maintain your energetic space as your energy. So this is an exercise I do with my clients all the time. Just imagine yourself like in a little bubble, and it's the radius is about as wide as your arms can reach up and to the side and in front of you behind you. And that's like your energetic bubble. It's also like your physical like space, right? So whose actions are taking up space in this bubble or whose beliefs or whose choices, right? So a lot of times we have Xs in this space, right? Even if you might be over the X in the sense of like, you're not wanting to get back together with this person, their actions or their behaviors or their beliefs or whatever can still be taking up space in that bubble, because maybe they, for example, I don't know, cheated on you. I'm just giving you a very vague example, let's say they cheated on you. And so now you're dating, and you're kind of assuming the worst in people because you got completely blindsided and completely hurt by your ex. And so now you're trying to protect yourself, rightly so, I understand. However, but in doing so you have these, you have these walls up because you don't want to get hurt again, the way you did last time. But can you see how that's really your ex's energy being in your space because you're letting that past behavior? influence what you do or don't do right now. So that's what I mean by other people's energy being in your space. Your energy is good for you, other people's energy is good for them. And this is included with people that you're that you still love, like that you still are you know have a relationship with. So friendships, or parents, or siblings, or coworkers, They might want the best for you. They might really want you to succeed in whatever you're trying to succeed in, in your love life or your career or whatever it is. But still, you've got to keep your energetic bubble very clear and clean. Because again, like they're going to have their own experiences. They're going to have their own beliefs, their own lens that they're looking at your experience through or their experiences through, et cetera. And that's not necessarily going to be super great for you. So the cleaner that can be for you, then I think the less draining it's going to be. Okay, and then the final thing that I want you to get when you're talking about mindset and dating is being really clear and honest with yourself about what's real and what the story is that you're telling yourself that you think is real. So with my coaching call with Angelina, she talked about her past relationships being quote-unquote failures because she was going out with these people and she was dating these people and then she realized that they weren't the right fit for her and so she broke up with him, right? So those are the facts on the ground. That's what happened, right? Like you can get some receipts, you can prove that this happened in a court of law, But what she's making it mean is that something's wrong, like she's not doing something right, or the timeline's not right, or these are failures or whatever. That's what she was making it mean. And so she's taking that story as if that's the thing that's real. But that's just the interpretation of the facts. And so I think it's really, really important for you to get crystal clear on like, what are the facts? What could you actually prove in a court of law versus what is the story that you're telling yourself that you're acting as if it's true? Right? Because often when we operate from the story, whether it's a helpful story or an unhelpful story, we often it often becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, so let me just give you a quick example. And again, this is just a very simplified example. So even if this doesn't necessarily 100% relate to you, see if you can apply it to something in your own life. So let's say you have gone on a bunch of dates with people and you have felt rejected over and over and over again. No one seems to follow up. No one wants a second date, etc. And so you—that's what, that's what's happened, right? You've gone on these dates and there hasn't been a second date from any of these dates that you've gone on, right? So that's real, you could show receipts, you could prove that in a court of law, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe you're making it mean that something's wrong with me, I'm unlovable, I'm too fat, I'm too old, or no one's ever interested in me. I'm never picked, I'm never chosen, right? And so then you start carrying on those beliefs. Think about it, how does that make you show up when you go on future dates with potential partners? Maybe you're a little shut down. Maybe you're a little standoffish. Maybe you never follow up with someone. Maybe you never say, hey, I had a really nice time, would love to see you again. Maybe you're being really contriving, because you're trying to come across as a certain way. But in the process, you actually come across as pretty inauthentic, not because you're inauthentic, but because you're trying to, you're just trying too hard, you know what I mean? Or maybe because you're constantly in your head, like, "Ooh, is this person like me? Is it gonna be like all the other dates that you're just not really able to connect with the other person because you're more in your head versus being present. And so then you continue to create this self-fulfilling prophecy of of dates don't go anywhere, no one's interested, you never get a second date, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So, again, what's real is that you had these series of dates where nothing happened or nothing came of it from the first date. But the story that you're making it mean or what you're making it mean about yourself is continuing the pattern, building in that self fulfilling prophecy. And then, of course, you can see how that can further add to feeling, you know, really frustrated, really jaded, really exhausted so what's real is what's real. But then the story you could create as well, none of these people were the right person for me. So I'm going to trust that the right person for me is coming. Or you can create a story of like, yeah, I I was interested, but I didn't let the person know how I felt. And so maybe they didn't think that I was interested in them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that my stories are definitely true and your story isn't. But what I am saying is that Two people can look at the same set of facts and can create two completely different stories from them, right? And so when you're acting as if the story you're telling yourself is absolute reality, that's when you can potentially get yourself into trouble, which leads to more burnout, more jadedness, all that kind of stuff. So I hope you love this episode. I hope it was helpful. I hope it made you think about some things differently in your love life and specifically in how you're approaching dating right now. And of course, if you would like to learn more about working with me, I would love to chat. This is the kind of work that I do with my clients. Again, we start with the inner child work. We start with the inner work so we can get really clear on where some of these fears, where some of these beliefs, where some of these patterns are coming from. And then you begin to apply it as you actually go and date and meet people. And begin relationships. We see what specifically comes up, what patterns you might find yourself, what fears, what beliefs. And then instead of just, you know, prescribing like a prescription, like, oh, this is what you do, da 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 da, we help you find a solution that's based specifically on your core wounds that are getting triggered, your specific beliefs or fears that are getting triggered. And then, you know, I help you navigate the situation from there. I love doing this work. I love my clients. And so if you would like to, yeah, if you'd like to do this work with me, I'd love to chat. So again, the link to go to is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And when you go to that link, there will be a quick form to fill out. You'll fill out that form and then that form will forward you to my calendar. And there you'll schedule your introductory call with me. Um, once you schedule your introductory call, I'll send you a quick text to say hello. Um, and then we'll have our call. And the call is no no high pressure, no obligation. It's just really for you to get to know me also for me to get to know you and to make sure that it's the best next step for you in your love life and your goals and all of that kind of stuff. And like I said, I work with clients in a four to six month range. We kick it off with a relationship deep dive, which is pretty much what it sounds like. That's where we look at past relationships. And we look at what influences those past relationships might be having on your current love life now, even if you are quote unquote, over the person, um, there still might be some old Fears, old beliefs creeping in that you know can be derailing you in your love life, and then of course we spend a lot of time on the inner child and doing inner child work so that you can heal some of those core wounds that are creating some of those mindset problems that you might be experiencing in your love life now. And then it is coaching, so we get super practical. We look at okay, what are the goals? Do you want to start dating? Have you started dating yet? Do you want to grow this relationship if you've currently or if you've recently met somebody? And then from there, I help you navigate the the actions that you'll take or the actions that you won't take or whatever it is based on your specific beliefs your specific fears that are coming up as they relate to the core wounds and the inner child work that we did in the beginning times of our work together anyways so that's how I work i i love it it's one of my favorite things to do i love i love it when i have a day of clients cuz it just lights me up and you know, I just attract great women to work with. And so if you would like to be one of them, again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And I will talk to you soon. If you've got it all but love, you're ready to up level your love life. And the work we did in this episode resonates. I want you to strongly consider working with me one on one. You'll never hear me say you just got to get out there more or you got to love yourself more. Working together is your opportunity for me to guide you in doing the deep work so you can transform your love life from the inside out. I actually don't care what app you're on or what your texting game is like or how many dates a month you go on. I care about doing the deep work so you can attract a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process. So if you're looping or feeling stuck in your patterns and can psychoanalyze yourself to death, I can get you to where you want to go. If you're serious about finding love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest time and money into yourself, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can explore if working together is the next right step for you. You can learn more and schedule your consult at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much in advance. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love.